Hello, Assalamu alaikum. Thank you for joining us here at Mindful Muslima Speaks, the place where we discuss all things related to women and how we can be empowered and grow and thrive. So we're ta- if you're new to our um, podcast here, welcome, welcome. We're usually talking about all different types of modern topics and trends and kind of putting a little bit of a sunnah and a twist to find out how we can incorporate them into our lives as Muslims. And if you're not Muslim, we still cover tons of topics that are related to women of all faiths, which is kind of like parenting um, love and today we're talking about homeschooling and homeschooling is not something everybody's kind of turned on to and I actually wasn't either I was a total traditionalist but it got introduced to me and I fell in love and my last um, podcast was all about how our family journey and how we kind of chose to homeschool and the main three reasons that we have chosen it for ourselves so this is a choice for all families everybody has their own but I really believe that it's important for us to open our mind to different ways and methods and learn all the different things out there so we could see what all the options are for our family and what works best for us if you don't already know guys we are on the web as well we are at www.mindful-muslima.com if you want to reach me with any comments or questions about anything i talk about today or from the past or you just want to suggest a topic you're interested in or you have some questions please do feel free to message me on instagram it's the fastest way and i usually make a lot of my podcasts based on requests from there the other thing i want to say is we are on youtube at a new channel we please um subscribe hit the notification um at, at mindful muslima and we are talking about some stuff on this podcast but also additional things there you might find recipes things for schooling and at the end of the day parenting inspiration all types of topics so today we're going to be talking about the types of homeschooling that are out there some people are like homeschooling hmm, what does that look like well there's there's a lot of different methods people use i'm only going to go over the major ones this time there's tons of other ones that less people use but i'm just going to again go over the ones you might hear time and time again and I'm not going to go too deep into them. I'm just going to give you like a general summary or overview. So if you do hear that term, you might know exactly what it, it means. And then you can kind of see if that works for you and your family. You're interested and you can delve more into it. I'll probably just cover the basic summary and kind of some benefits and drawbacks of each. So that way you can see which one sounds interesting to you. So diving right in, the first type we are going to be looking into is the classical method. Um, the second one is the Charlotte Mason, Montessori after that. Waldorf, unschooling, schooling at home, and unit study and eclectic. So again, briefly in each. So the first one is the classical method. It is one of the most popular homeschooling methods. It is deeply rooted in books, 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 as a time-tested just kind of history of working because it's focusing on the classics. It is not um, just like reading books out of a textbook. These are the actual basic classical books that you'll find out there. Really rich text, Roman, Greek, and it, it goes beyond just like reading skills. It goes deeper into even um, just like thinking about the world and making connections. It is um, just, like I said, time tested and it's really deep in language and breaking down language and author author's craft and logical and critical thinking. It's very rigorous, very systematic, and there's a lot of really just deep, amazing discussions that can come out of these books. And a lot of times the um, the subjects that you learn, social studies, math, English, science, whatever, will be woven into the books. You don't find like a necessarily a separation of subject matter. Now, some of the drawbacks in this method might be that it, it's very rigorous reading. 
and your child kind of has to stay up to par with that, the language and things like that. There's a bit of a lack of flexibility because it is based mostly around just book reading. And if you are a huge book lover, this might be great for you. If you want your children to love books and be deep into reading and you feel that you can find all these different subjects by reading books, then this might be great for you too. It is... Um, less experimental and less interactive though because there's so much heavy reading and sitting you're not going to have that much hands-on interactive activities as you would in a different type of a method so if that's okay with you then then this might be a method that works and it is fairly cheap to do the second one I'm going to touch on is the Charlotte Mason method. This was based on a homeschooling pioneer, Charlotte Mason. She was a Christian homeschooler, so you will find a lot of Christian influence. She believed kind of like the lessons for the elementary school kids should be no um, more than 15 to 20 minutes max because that's kind of their attention span developmentally. And in the higher grades, it's more like 45-minute lessons. It's very much steeped in things like nature walks, journaling. It's very time-tested. Um, it's not as old as the classical method, but it, it does have a pretty um, good history of working. It's fairly low cost. It's Christian based, but you can also probably swap it out for your religious. Like a lot of times when they would make references to the Bible, they could similarly be made reference to the Quran for Muslims. Um, it's great for people who are not necessarily professional teachers. Um, and it is more elementary orientated though. And that goes into the drawbacks. A lot of times the middle and high school students, there's a bit of a complaint that maybe it wasn't designed so much for them. It was designed for younger children. And it does have a bit of a religious framing. So if you kind of are not into that, you might not like that. And it's not that they're weak in the math and sciences in this method. It's just that it doesn't have the same emphasis. It's not like extremely rigid and structured once you get into the higher grades. So you do find people do this methodology more in the lower grades it doesn't mean that they don't use it throughout but um, like I said I find that parents kind of end up choosing their way as they get the kids get older and sometimes they morph or mix some of this method with the other methods so going right into the next one which is the Montessori method super famous one as well I'm sure you've heard that it's based on an Italian physician and educator um, Maria Montessori She's Italian, and her method grew out of her psychology work with special needs children. This methodology is super duper hands-on, which is why it usually works with a lot of special needs children and different grades. And usually their famous people know Montessori from all their manipulatives. They have tons of manipulatives. You see them all over Instagram, people taking pictures of their kids doing these really cool activities. Now, the one thing I will say, because I do use a lot of Montessori, um, and by the way, guys, if you stay to the end, I'll tell you which method I use I think it might be interesting or you might be interested in it um, and so um, we can share and then if you have any other questions you can let me know but yeah I do use a lot of manipulas from this and you the great thing about it is you can use them across grades so if you bought like a set of tiles you don't just use those tiles in first grade you might use them into second and third and fourth grade which means it's a really great investment but it is it is a bit pricey and that's kind of one of the drawbacks I'll get to in a minute it's very um, elementary focused it's built doing that those building blocks especially like in the maths and things like that it's very special needs friendly so if you do have that need for your family this might be one that you might want to look into it's also um uh, how do they call it? They call it gifted or genius. I mean, there's all these terminologies. Who knows which one's politically correct, right? Um, for if your child is just basically ahead, it's usually considered to be very good for students that want to challenge. And it's extremely physical and extremely hands-on. So if you find that something you want for your kids, then that's great. The drawback is that they do kind of feel like the the, you know, 
the, the people who push this methodology feel you do have to kind of be a certified Montessori instructor. You should go through some type of training. And um, it is a, um, a certain type of a model that you it's still kind of like a schoolhouse model. And so there's generally a lot of information out there. If you want to do it, quote unquote, the right way, you should get like some type of a training in it. And there's tons of online trainings or actual in-person trainings. Um, it tends to work best with the younger students. It is not usually going beyond elementary. So then when you get past that, usually typically you might have to use something else. Um, and it is a bit more unstructured and free thinking. So those are some things just to keep in mind. The next one is unschooling. This is another really popular one, especially with like the vegan community or like the activist community. You find like this whole idea of formal learning is maybe not really liked or frowned upon. You know, this they feel it might be restrictive or too government controlled and they want things that are more like free learning. So what happens in unschooling, you'll find that no parent usually forces their child to learn anything because they don't feel the child should have to be forced. They feel that the true love of learning comes from doing something that you love, something that you're passionate about. So there's a lot of adaptability. It's super passion driven. It's a very loose structure for that reason because it's more child centered and um you know it's it's very diverse and it's kind of like a modified parenting method and a lot of unschooling stuff is really um coming from John Holt he originated with this idea but because of that the drawback for some parents might be there's like kind of a lack of structure so if you found it you have a child that needs more structure this might not be the most structured approach um it's really a great humanistic approach um and if you don't agree with the humanistic approach with children and this free-flowing student-directed education, this might not be for you. There are sometimes issues with um, knowledge gaps because when you are unschooling and you are so free-thinking, you might not necessarily keep record of everything your child is learning. And if you are interested in using benchmarks and making sure they hit certain grade requirements, this and usually unschooling people are not interested in that, but just in case you, you are, is my point, you might not necessarily like this type of approach. Um, the other one I will do is schooling at home. This is very popular. Um, it's kind of like traditional schooling. And this is what a lot of homeschooling parents usually do in the beginning. They try to kind of like replicate whatever they had in school and just do it at home. So if you like think about school, you walk in, you take attendance, you put your backpack there, you do a little do now, then maybe you do this, you have snack at this time, you have lunch at this time, you have recess. They almost try to like recreate school but in the house. Um, and then I find usually after a year or two, a lot of parents move away from that and they start to do one of these other methods that's what's familiar so they do it and they don't kind of know what else it should look like but then as they start to turn themselves on to other conversations with other moms they tend to they usually usually more than not tend to draw away from this method but it is like very conventional it's very usually it's like you're kind of doing the same thing in, in this terms of the federal and state standards the choices are a bit limited since you are doing that so it's not based on student driven passionate stuff so it is kind of like that it's very much powerful parallel to public or private school. The drawback though is that it can be expensive. Why? Because if you think about it, those schools in the public and private system, they're buying books and textbooks and things at these wholesale deals for hundreds of students. So when they buy these amazing curriculums, they're doing them at this price where when you end up doing it and you're buying it for your one child or your two children, it can be a bit pricey and it can be, let's say, a couple hundred dollars for a curriculum. Sometimes it can be more than that, but in general, that's it. Another 
thing is like you're kind of locked into whatever curriculum that's happening at school. If you want to change it, it's really kind of odd because then you're going off on a tangent and something outside of the curriculum. And the last thing that usually is difficult for parents is they do suffer a lot of burnout with this method because typically if you think about subject matter at schools, it usually your child has more than one teacher, like a math teacher for something or an English teacher or a science teacher or an art teacher. You end up becoming all those teachers. So then you have a lot of prep work to do and then people suffer burnout, they get behind in the curriculum and they typically are not able to keep up and stuff like that happens. So it is something to consider. It's, it has pluses and minuses like anything else. And the other one, the last one I'm going to touch on today is eclectic education. It's also called like relaxed homeschooling. It's another popular, you know, method for its obvious title, <laughs> relaxed. Some parents just want some really like cool, laid back schooling. It's really great for mature educators. Like if you're a person who's been teaching for a long time, or you feel like, you know, you have a general idea of what you want to do, you want to be pressured, you want to do things at your own pace with your child. There's a lot of flexibility, resources, you can kind of use whatever you want. It's not... It's not like unschooling. It's not that you're like against traditional education. It's just that you want to do things your way and beat to your own drums. If that's you, this might be of interest to you. The only thing that could be, the things that could be drawbacks is the fact that it's kind of like going to a restaurant and they have a menu and the menu has like 500 items. (laughs) And then you're like, wow, I'm really excited that there's so many items to choose from. And then you're like, wait a minute, there's so many items to choose from. I'm not sure what to pick because there's just too much choice. So sometimes there are so many options that you you might feel like you lose track or you get off track you're not keeping track and um you know it's just there's a blend of conflicting educational theories theories may come where you have like the best of both worlds if it's not done right or if you can't get this done like it's it's like it's it's a little it can be too free at the same time so sometimes free is good and sometimes free can be overwhelming but you know yourself as a person you know yourself as an educator I mean if you like to mix and match different things if you like to learn as you go if you can't quite decide between methods this might be the one for you so you have to think about what works for you I mentioned in the end that I might talk to you about what I do and just in case you're curious you might not be curious but just in case you are and for myself, I actually use none of these methods. Um, I use a little bit of each. I don't, I don't actually conform to one of them. So at some times, if you see me teach, you'd say, wow, she is um, a traditionalist. Sometimes you'll say she's classical. Sometimes you'll say she's Montessori. She's eclectic. And that's because I... I'm an, I've almost taught for two decades, so I kind of know what I where I want to go, and that's to me is the most important thing. I think as a parent, the thing you have to think about is this: what do I want for my child? And once you've clearly laid out your core beliefs and you've clearly laid out your goals, like I want to make sure my child has this, and you prioritize what's the most important or not, then you can kind of lay out all your cards and say, well, um, how am I going to know if my child gets there? And this is the backward design method I mentioned it before in some of my other podcasts way back. And so after I think about like where do I want to go? How am I going to know if I got there? Then I start thinking about, well, what's going to take me there? And that's when I might thumb through some of these methods and say, wow, that one makes sense when I kind of do this. That one, I kind of like this. So I do use a lot of Montessori materials. I will say that they are phenomenal, especially for teaching maths. I totally encourage that because, and don't worry about the price of Montessori materials, guys. You can get tons of knockoffs. You can get stuff on Amazon. I have a lot of stuff on Amazon. I actually um, make an article and put it on my website 
where I can give you all of like my my suggested um, or maybe I'll even I'll do a YouTube video on this and my suggested materials to buy if you are doing homeschooling. I really, really have some top picks and I'll probably share with you inshallah to Allah keep an eye on for that. But um, yeah, and I definitely when I promote this other curriculum I'm using for and so I for maths I tend to use more of like UK bench lines because they're like I said a year or two ahead uh, of the US and I want to make sure that my son is is at a certain level and that's just because I like that. Then there's other times where I'm doing free thinking nature walks and we're super like loosey-goosey and that's totally free thinking so like I said I don't stay to one or the other because I find that works for my family and um, just my children and their interests so I do have some child interest driven things but then the last thing I will say is basically when it comes to reading and writing that's usually something that scares parents especially writing not everybody feels like they're the best writer the curriculum they use is tc which is teachers college which is lucy Calkins. now there is tons of criticism of lucy Calkins, and there's tons of really great um uh what do you call it oh my gosh my, my, i'm going black um basically um, statistics and things that show that her methods truly work. Um, it's coming out of Columbia University in New York. I have about nine to 10 years of training. I've actually taken training from Columbia University and I've used this in public schools with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of children, maybe thousands. And, and I found that it's just excellent. It's even excellent for students who have two languages. It's actually phenomenal. And some of the strongest writers I've ever seen have come, in at, have come out of this method. The only thing is because again, it's something you have to purchase. It's a curriculum. It could be like $200 or $300 for one child. But again, a lot of it crosses over and you can use it with other children in other grades. So I do reuse it. So I do get like the best bang for my buck. So as far as some things that I learn um, that I, I have to do what works for my family, I pick and choose here and there. For somebody like you who's starting out, you might want to try out one method and see how it works. I'm considering doing some type of um, consultation ability where if you guys wanna call in or do some type of um, online meetings with me, I can help to guide you with that. I am considering that because I have gotten a lot of requests. If that's something you're interested in, then um, let me know. I might be putting up a page on that where I will give some opportunity for some consultation time because I do know it's hard to choose these things. And I think talking to someone who's done it before and has a history of working with these types of things can really be helpful and shed some light and what will work for you and your family, inshallah.